Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. What we're talking about on this mini-sode is the most important thing you need to be look, looking at in today's economy is supply and demand. And I'm going to break it down, make it simple, and make it actually fun and interesting because those two words are not always the most fun and interesting. But we're going to go there today and talk about how you can use this strategy as you're looking for deals. All in 10 minutes. So All in 10 minutes. I'm not going to add a lot of words over here. So Liz has the full 10 minutes to explore this theme. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Andressa. So what, why am I talking about this right now? What? You know, so many times people and a lot of women we interact with, they're like, they get nervous about terminology. And, you know, supply and demand is a really simple concept that at, is literally, I think, at the center of what we do in investing. Because if you don't have a real pulse on supply and demand in our business, and quite honestly, any business, you're not going to be able to succeed. I mean, I'll just say it very pointly. You don't have to be an economist. You don't have to be someone who knows every single number about the market, but you got to have your like finger on the pulse. And if you don't, you can really miss opportunities. So let's get into what demand looks like. We obviously know the simplest example I can use, Andressa, is during COVID, you know, where demand went where? Very high, right? Demand for certain types of properties and certain types of locations. We saw people fleeing the major cities, major urban areas. And where were they going? They were going to the country. And so we saw this surge in demand. So as the surge in demand goes up, the need for supply, the, the supply in essence goes down. And so whenever we're in a market, it's something to really watch on a kind of macro level. And then I know Andres has got an idea and a suggestion on a micro level, which are both very important. So number one, supply in a very simple way from a real estate perspective is the number of rental properties available in a market or a submarket. What is available, you know, in a sense? Demand is, the, is obviously defined as the number of people looking to rent. And what you're trying to determine, especially that's more of like a rental supply and demand, not so much like flips, but that's an example of trying to hedge and trying to figure out and mitigate where are you in that particular market? There's things that drive supply and demand, which I want to go into, but just in general, when demand is really high and supply is low, as an investor, you are in the driver's seat. But you have to be mindful about those markets because those, when supply is low and demand is high, prices also can go up. So you also don't want it. You want to be mindful as that investor of saying, okay, this is great. There's no, nothing on the market right now, but I also might affect my pricing because things are going to go up. People know that. And when the demand is low and the supply is high, I have been in markets. I have sold properties in those kinds of markets. That's tough, right? Um, you'll see deals happening. You'll see price slashing. You're not in the driver's market. You're not in any sort of driver seat. You're in the back seat. And that's where you really want to be mindful of which market 
will get you more in that driver's seat. I know you had a quick tip to share, Andressa, as I yeah, jump in. Go, when you go to the micro, right, market, I think it's, I am a data-focused investor. I'm looking at what is right now, how many days their properties are in sale in the market. Of course, I want to look six months. We even talked about it, like how lenders and appraisers are looking back and adjusting their appraised report. Right now we are in November, so they're going back 60 days. We can't compare six months ago. We can't compare 12 months ago at all. So it's, and things are going to be changing more and more. So we need to keep looking at what it was 60 days ago, what it is now, and rely on local brokers and people that you like, trust, and respect. They're part of your team to see, okay, what are your thoughts? What's coming up? The name of the game, to me, it's being conservative. But I don't want to be conservative because my gut is telling me to be conservative. I am watching what's happening from a micro perspective, but I'm also a macro, but I'm also micro. I, I invested in a neighborhood where we did not have comps because the demand was so high and the supply was so low that we did not have that. But I had a pulse and I had to explain to the, the lender, this neighborhood is so, so desirable. So only when people die that that a house comes on the market. It's mm -hmm. not that people don't want to live there and there's no comparables for it. So you need to know your micro market as the palm of your head. Love it. Like great points, great suggestions. So what should you do to really keep an eye on and have that finger on the pulse when it comes to supply and demand? First thing I want to share as well is you need to know what drives supply and demand. You know, there, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, but at the end of the day, obviously employment drives supply and demand, population, income trends. I also will say COVID created this environment where people live where they want to live now. So where do people want to live? beyond the pieces I just said, because you want to keep an eye on those things, but also what neighborhoods, what areas are people flocking to because of quality of life? That is important now. Maybe three years ago, we wouldn't be even saying that, but I think COVID really shifted things up where people are honestly living where they want to live, working from home. So again, while income and employment are still drivers, we cannot ignore those. Uh, they're kind of like the key. That other piece of the puzzle of just where do people want to live? What's that quality of life? And that matters, you know? That's the first thing. Second thing is to really keep an eye on construction. Keep, keep an eye on what's happening, you know, in terms of, of an area, in terms of construction. And you're not gonna, just because you see construction happening, you know, they can be oversupply, right? There's been communities where they're overbuilding. There's communities that they're underbuilding. So don't figure it out all yourself. Stop being that solopreneur. We stand so, so strong for you listening to not be a solopreneur. Tap into the experts. Those are the local experts, the permit office officer, if you will. You know, the folks that are in charge of the economic development, the housing department. These people know exactly what's happening in terms of construction, know exactly what employers are coming in, and they'll probably be able to give you very good numbers around that. Don't figure it out all yourself. Tap into your local resources, but you want to keep an eye on that. And just because there's a lot of construction happening doesn't necessarily mean that's always the best thing. They could be, again, oversupplied of property. But you need to know what does that look like? Because there's a lot of new construction happening and you're buying a multifamily and you're providing workforce housing. You might be, that supply might be, you might be in, in line with what's needed in that area 
versus another new construction building. So again, new construction is great, but you got to make sure it's mitigated by people coming to the area. And if you're meeting with that local economic development officer and say, oh, tell me about the new construction, and they're raving about everything that's happening, but they have nothing to stand upon it. And you see actually trends, people moving from the area. That's a problem, right? So the two have to, again, that's where supply and demand is like a, it's like a balancing act. And that's what you're trying to keep an eye on as an investor, as an astute investor. The the other piece of the puzzle I want to share before we wrap up is that so many times with supply and demand in, a, in one particular market affects another market. And again, be an expert in your market, but then you want to be an expert in the, the sub-market of the sub-market. And you need to know that neighborhood, like the palm of your hand. To say I'm an expert in Philadelphia is a joke, right? Because it's like saying I'm an expert in people, or I'm an expert in, you know, something so general. Uh, Andres, you know better than anyone else. Like how many sub-markets, right, are part of Philadelphia where there's so needed something so different and supply and demand actually looks different in just, you know, each neighborhood. So why I'm saying that, and I'm just like, you can jump in. Yeah, I just want to say one thing that when people talk about supply and demand, I would not focus, especially like Philadelphia, for example, right? That's a market that I know. I will go even further than looking at zip codes. There are invisible boundaries within those zip codes, that's why you need to look at it. What are, you know, one side of Broad Street compared to the other side, we are not in the same world there, right? So for other major cities around the country and in Canada, if you're listening, look for the invisible boundaries and you want four, right? You want to have that square. What is it that that the areas where I can fully be comfortable with inside certain zip codes. I love that. And I also just add is as supply is low and demand is high in one particular market, start to look at the markets close to that particular area because there's going to be an overflow, right? If so, demand's so high and people can't live in this one particular zip code or that one particular town, look at the neighboring towns. Those neighboring towns start to become opportunities for you. Almost like you know, the tertiary markets, as people call it, they also tend to be a little more affordable. Now, supply might be higher, but demand, if it's trending the way, you know, it, it should, and people can't just live in this one little town, they're going to want to live by the town next to it, potentially for various reasons. So, you know, again, I always have said it on other podcasts, get the top 10 list of the hottest markets in the United States and do an hour radius research and look at the towns right outside that hot area, because that also plays into supply and demand. And also it's like an overflow demand. Again, not like crystal clear. And it's something you have to hedge between up and coming areas versus the area is not up and coming and you hope it becomes up and coming, right? Depending on your risk tolerance, depending on all those pieces of the puzzle. But it's something to keep an eye on. Just a quick example of that for us was Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We started investing there about right during COVID. And, you know, you think about North Carolina's on Raleigh and Durham um, on the hottest uh, hottest market list. All, you know, for the last several years, you'll find those cities. Winston-Salem is not. Yet Winston-Salem, as you start to do the research, it is in North Carolina. So it has a lot of the population trends, has a lot of the growth trends, has a lot of the income level trends and all the pieces of the puzzle you want to see yet it's not on any hot list and it actually is thriving. And one of the buildings there saw five five times rent increased in one year. 
So the amount of times that, that, you know, that's where, you know, you want to be mindful of is where are rents increasing? Where's their growth happening? So that's my last point. It's just be mindful of those sub markets that almost can take some of the demand off, you know, that one particular hot market's plate, if you will. So again, take something from today, be mindful of it. It's fascinating when you start to look at supply and demand a little differently and uh, it will be make you become a much better investor and more astute. You heard a lot from this podcast this time, but we're just like, ah, brain dump uh, on you. And I encourage you to listen one more time and just focus on one thing. Okay. You can make a list because I know you guys, that's exactly what you guys doing right now. You, like making your, your list or typing on your phone. I know you guys, but here's what I would say, right? Focus, commit to one, doing one thing. One thing that you can do within the next two weeks that you learn from this episode. That's all we request you to focus. All right. Yes. And let and us know then, how it goes. Yes. Share in our Facebook community, our investor Facebook community. We have close to 14,000 women sharing their best practices, pouring into each other. It's one of the things that Andres and I are most proud of. Very tight knit community of experienced women, newbies. Post it there. Tag us. We would love to see that. So we know we're making an impact because that is why we do what we do. Thank you so much. Ciao. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, 